why do people take social media so serious? Like, but like why are you following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with them. Atlanta would be tough. I, the only con of going back home is just people hit my phone crazy. Yeah. You know, wanting tickets to the game. But I mean, uh, I think I think they got a lot of play playmakers on the team. And um, of course, Bijan. They got my boy Kyle. And then, of course, Drake, too. Um, they probably need one more receiver. But um, they definitely got some guys over there. And their defense was good this year, they too. They so. defense last year. Yeah. yeah. Last Jesse year and this year, yeah. Jesse went crazy this yeah. year. You're locked in the press box. That was current Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. He was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Didn't know the St. Brown Brothers had a podcast, but he was on talking, uh, as you heard there, why he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Trying to get out of get out of the way for football for a while. He needs a break. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's... 24-7 that long in your life and you want to break and you're just going to move away for a little while. It's weird that he says that, though, because, I don't know, does, do the Bears post on Instagram? Like, how many times? Every day. They, they're just posting I mean, football. Yeah, I mean, how many times do the Bears on Instagram each day, and especially in the off season? Might I don't know. Every day. I don't follow the Bears. I mean, they could be like the A's, and the A's didn't post a tweet for a month, and right. then when they did, locked all the posts. So, could be uh, that... Uh, not happening let's see the bears posted 25 minutes ago and 21 hours ago and 22 hours ago and two days ago and three days ago they're posting every day so they're posting every day yeah is that instagram or twitter instagram okay because that's where he unfollowed him anything about him yeah i know they put out like a uh they put out a video for him a couple weeks ago or last week something like that all right so we're going back almost uh what is this eight days ago uh valentine's day it's Cole Komet with a rose. That's nice. Uh, they okay. they t- uh, posted, Bears celebrate the sanctioning of girls' flag as an official IHSA sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, pictures from a press conference. They posted, who in the... Oh, wait, oh, it went away. It's a video. They posted something in honor of Black History Month. It's a video. Uh, they posted a thank you to Eddie Jackson, who I'm guessing no longer plays for the Bears. A thank you to Cole Whitehair who no longer plays for the Bears. Uh, Something else that's in Spanish about Barcelona and flag football. Uh, And then can't wait for DJ Moore next season with DJ Moore highlights. Uh, And then a what's your favorite uniform post with four different uniforms. So, And then uh, here's their new coaches. Okay, so given how many people probably are on his feed, you know, in terms of Justin Fields. And their schedule. That was the last one. What's the big deal about these that you would unfollow? He doesn't want to see any flag football updates. He's tired of seeing Cole Komet. He saw Cole Komet with a rose and was like, hell no. The Bachelor. I don't want to see Cole Komet with a rose. And then they were excited for DJ Moore to come back, and he's like, what about me? You're throwing him the ball. to him. Yeah. So it's not that much football on the timeline. It's more about flag football in – Chicago. I mean, it's the Bears. What were they going to put out there? (laughs) So that's why he unfollowed them. The part that I – okay, I love the Instagram reporting on whether or not he's following the Bears or the NFL. But what I love the most about that clip Danny played, Justin Fields is a current quarterback of the Chicago Bears. 
And he's on this podcast talking about what it would be like to play in Atlanta. Right. An entirely different right. team. That's phenomenal. I love that so Which much. Which is probably where he's going to end up. You think so? Yes. Probably yeah. where he's going to end up. That makes a lot of sense. If you're uh, the Falcons are one of the teams like the Broncos and the Raiders that need a quarterback, need a quarterback. but aren't in the top three. We've mostly ruled the Raiders out of that because they hired Luke Getze, and it would be right. pretty stupid pretty weird. if you were like, ah, they did the offense was bad in Chicago. We'll bring so the quarterback bring the court- and the OC. And the OC. Um, so the Broncos could be in that mix as well. There are some other teams that might need a quarterback or something like that that could get in there. But, yeah, Atlanta would seem to make the most sense if they do, in fact, move on from Justin Fields. Um, so, yeah, what would the what would the Falcons have to give up? Is that a is that a second is that a round second pick? Second round, second round pick. It's not a first rounder. No, can't be because he's at the near the end of his rookie deal, so right. it can't be a first round pick. Second rounder. Second rounder might make sense. That might be, yeah, okay, second or third rounder. All right, second and a player. And a player. Now, feels like sucks. A, I'm not saying like a high level player, but what, like Hunter a, Ren, who's the Hunter Renfro of the Falcons. Yeah, or even like <laughs> a defensive backup or something like that. Nah, they need the defensive players. Justin Fields knows they're good. Also, Justin Fields being like, they need another receiver. Poor Falcons receiver room. What yeah. if they don't add a receiver, but they add Fields? He's walking in there and be like, ah, there's Drake London and the rest of these guys suck. Uh, he gave he gave credit to Kyle Pitts. That's not a I receiver. Know not, I know he's not a receiver, but. Yeah, so I, uh, I did that. The other part that Fields said is he said, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Let me know if I'm staying. Right. I just want it to be over. Right. Would the Bears benefit at all from letting Justin Fields know what they plan to do? Not really. I don't know what the Bears would benefit from. They can trade him when they want to and yeah. and pick Caleb Williams and move on. Like, the league year doesn't start until March 13th. So, right. technically speaking, they can't trade They're him. They're not doing anything until then anyway. A couple of they weeks. They can't. So, like, if the Bears have – let's say the Bears have already decided. They're moving on from him. We're going to we're gonna try to trade Fields. We're going to draft Caleb Williams right. number one overall. There's no real point to telling Justin Fields right now. Yeah, what's okay, I mean, it's, it's, it might sound harsh, but if you're them, who cares what he thinks? Right, and the difference between him knowing on February 22nd and him knowing on March 22nd is kind of irrelevant. Honestly, as long as it's just before the draft, it's kind of irrelevant. Right. So, April 25th is when he's going to find out. Yeah, so the, the only thing that would be weird is if they don't trade him before the draft and draft Caleb Williams, and right. then post-draft they have – Fields and Williams, and Williams. which here's here's a question for you leverage wise from the Bears if they're trying to get as much as possible from Justin Fields the assumption would be they want to trade before the draft is there any way waiting till after the draft would be better I don't think so because you know that you'd have to trade him then but in theory you're playing Williams like in theory if the Falcons didn't draft a quarterback Right, and they don't have one. Wouldn't they be desperate to get Justin Fields? Yeah. Well, who would be more desperate, the the Falcons <laughs> to get Fields or the Bears to get rid of Fields because, hey, we took Caleb Williams? Probably the Bears. You think so? So then, the, so then they wouldn't have very much leverage. They wouldn't have much leverage. I mean, the Falcons still have a top 10 pick. Aren't okay. They okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying after the draft, they didn't if use they it. If they didn't use I'm it. I'm saying everything oh, after yeah. the draft. Before the draft is when we assume he'll get traded. Right. But I'm saying, what if they just didn't? And they just waited until after the draft. They're like, let's get a pick in 2025 and see if there's a desperate team uh, yeah. like the Falcons. You could also take the tack that 
a team like the Falcons might say, we absolutely know you're not keeping both these guys, so yeah. we have the leverage. You're not keeping both these guys. There's no chance. So I, I would assume it would be less leverage, but I'd be curious to see what would happen because there could be a team that's like, oh, God, like I know they have Luke Getze, but what if the Raiders don't draft a quarterback? It's true. What if they want Bo Nix and the Falcons snag him? You know, that's what people aren't realizing. They say how the top three need quarterbacks. So do teams like 8 through 10 and yeah. 11. So the J.J. McCarthy's and Bo Nix's, they could be gone. Yeah, like uh, there is a scenario where, like, let's say the, the Raiders are like, we want Bo Nix, we're going to take him in the first round. He's gone but the, to the Falcons or Broncos before they pick. And then they're in the second round, and they're like, all right, we'll take Michael Pence Sam here. Hartman. He's gone. And all of a sudden we're into round four. And we're talking about Sam Hartman right. or something like that. And they're like, is he better than Aiden O'Connell? I don't really know. And all of a sudden, they're like, we don't really have a quarterback. And then after the draft, hey, Justin Fields. Still be stupid because they have Luke Getze. Because they have Luke Getze. I'd fire Luke Getze, trade for Fields, and hire somebody else. And give Kingsbury a fourth year. Yeah, give Joe Philbin the offensive coordinator job or something like that. <laughs> but uh, Your senior offensive analyst? Yeah, he's now the offensive play caller. The other fun quarterback story this week. Uh, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the Steelers are having internal debates about who their starting quarterback should be between Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Rudolph is going to become a free agent. He does not have a contract for next year. The Steelers were 3-0 and in the regular season with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. They lost in the playoffs, obviously. The Steelers also, according to this story, are not interested in bringing in a veteran quarterback. So right now, if that changes, you'd rather have Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, or Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. I agree with you, but I don't know why they're not interested yeah. in bringing in a veteran quarterback. I don't know what they're doing. If they're choosing between these two guys. Why, if you were the Steelers, why would you be viewing it as we have to choose between Pickett and Mason Rudolph? When someone like Russell Wilson is out right. there. Like, I, we've talked about the quarterback options aren't great, but Pickett and Rudolph suck. Right. Like, if you're, the Steelers have been wasting away a good defense for a Go few years Go get Gardner Minshew. Right. I would rather have Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. I'd have, I think I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. Right? So the idea that they would say, okay, we're, we're not even going to consider signing a quarterback right. seems stupid. Right. Like, what are they doing? Are they really going to start Kenny Pickett again? I'd, I'd start Rudolph over him. Like, are if they going to the, Rudolph. If these are the only two choices they're allowing themselves, which I think is stupid. Yeah. Like, are they I'd really going to go into next Mason season Rudolph. with presumably a top five defense and just say, we're doing it again with Kenny Pickett? What are you doing? Yeah. You got the you got Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson in your, in division, your division. And your plan is, all right, Kenny Pickett and a good defense. Let's go win these games 13-10. Right. to 10. They're just they're just run. I mean, they're slightly better than mediocre, but they're just running through the whole mediocrity thing over and over again, to where they're never going to actually win anything until they get a better quarterback. And they've got a good defense. All they need is like, I mean, seriously, Gardner Minshew. You're not winning the Super Bowl, but Gardner Minshew, you could conceivably win the division if you got competent quarterback play. Right. And they don't have that. They we're we're talking. Danny's coming on here, being like, well, when Mason Rudolph plays for him, they're good. Like that's what we're talking about. Mason Rudolph is a good option yeah. for them. He's got a winning record. It's a terrible option. What are they doing over there? They need to go sign one of these veterans. I mean, if you could get Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, uh, the hit to the head for Rudolph, it kind of turned him around. He's playing the well. The hit to the head. <laughs> the, the helmet straight to the head. The upper body injury. Was good yeah. for him. I think he's like 9-5 and five as a starter for them. Something like that. No, he's he's better than Pickett. That's why I said. If these, are the only, if these are the only two options, I don't think there's an option. No, he's got normal hand size, unlike yeah. Kenny Pickett over there. 
Uh, can I give you a hot take? They need to fire Mike Tomlin. Whoa. Because? They suck. I mean, do they, though? Yeah. Never a losing Here, record? Here's the problem. They don't suck enough. Well, they're... Oh, because they're right around the 500. They, every, what we talk about all the time with the Raiders, their mediocrity, and that yeah. kills you in the draft. Steelers yeah. are slightly higher than that, right? They're better than the Raiders, right, but it's but the same it's concept. It's the same concept that you're always going to be picking 13 to 16. Everybody's always like, ah, Mike Tomlin's never had a winning record, or never had a losing record. record. I don't want that. Yeah, because I was actually looking to see where they were in the draft, and they're 20. Yeah, that's a bad that's thing. That's a bad thing. They're because like they never having the losing re- record is a bad thing because you haven't done anything, but you still can't pick high. Yeah, mm-hmm. their their last uh, six seasons, three playoff appearances, three years they've missed the playoffs, zero playoff wins. Right. That this this is what they're going to be until they answer the quarterback position, and they're picking 20th. How the hell are they going to answer the quarterback position, especially if they're not going to consider veterans bringing in, like. I Mike Tomlin is not helping them. He's helping them be a nine-win team instead of a six-win team. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but given their current situation, they're not, well, they don't have a chance. Instead of firing him, they need to change how they go about their business. Yeah, I mean, if well, they suddenly that's the problem. Said, Mike Tomlin's not going to. Mike Tomlin's too good of a coach for them to win four games. Right. Like their defense is going to be good, and Tomlin's going to be good. They they need to fire. Like they're seriously they they won the Super Bowl in 2008. They lost the Super Bowl in 2010. And since then, they've had one decent playoff run. They lost the AFC title game. That they they they're just mediocre. But they're better okay. They're better than mediocre, but they're just spinning in circles since So they need to go fire him to get a, lo- a much worse coach. Yes. <laughs> fire him. Some fire Joe Philbin. He'll burn all your challenges. Well, fire You'll get the quarterback and then bring Tomlin back. Firing Tomlin would be a a change of how they operate and they don't fire coaches yeah, ever. Yeah, just let them retire. But that I like the Steelers are just their their ceiling is exactly what they did this season. They can go 10 and 7 and lose in their first time they play a good playoff team, which is what happened. They lost to what Buffalo. Right? That, that's what well, their especially is. if they continue to approach the quarterback situation yeah. like they're approaching the quarterback yeah. situation. And in the AFC, where guess what? There's like Eight ten, of these guys that are unbelievable, right. and you're like, we got them with Kenny Pickett this year, right. boys. Let's go. I mean, you know, T.J. Watts out here running through six different injuries, being like, I got to chase <laughs> another one of these quarterbacks around. You mean I've got to score a touchdown for us to have a chance to win? So Tomlin, not good for the Steelers. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Reese. But first, we got tickets to give away. If you want to go see Extreme and Living Color. Call in now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Extreme with special guest Living Color at the Theater at Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas, Thursday, February 29th. Two tickets for you. 702-364-1100. Caller number four at 702-364-1100. It's Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Bischoff's Briefs. I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's Briefs. Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz. Bischoff's Briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself. All right, this is not good for me because it's February 22nd, but Ed, I'm tired of the Dodgers. 
I love it. I love the updates. Bob Nightingale, a national baseball writer, tweeted out, Shohei Otani is tentatively scheduled to face Yoshinobu Yamamoto today in batting practice in a $1.025 billion matchup. Who cares? I do. It's I can't, batting I practice. I do. That's a whole lot of money 45 feet away from each other. It's batting practice. Six, 60 feet, six 60. inches, Danny. I what the hell is myself. wrong with can't you? I corrected myself. Who cares? Oh, you're I can't just, wait. You're just Let mad because there's no Kyle want, Tucker, Justin yeah, Verlander want, update. Let me I know. Want reports. I want reports about how he does. Let me know when they play a real game. Can't wait to see how the reports out of today. Bob Nightingale, give me reports. Give me information. What are you cheering for? A strikeout or a home run? I think at this point a home run. I want to see that he's healthy. You already saw that. Well, we didn't really see it leave the park. See? <laughs> we got an Otani home run video, but the ball didn't do where'd it go? We, we don't see, know. We didn't fly see. out exactly. the center. He hit it so far you don't know where it went. <laughs> Unbelievable. I Look can't uh oh. I can't wait for the Nationals to get their first win Saturday. They play the Astros. Exactly. Patrick Corbin starting. Oh, great. Yeah, the Astros first are starting. First inning home run for the Astros. The Astros are starting one of their uh, AAA starters. So is Corbin as good as a AAA starter? He wasn't last year. Yeah. He was uh, He was about as good as you could get for yes, first run inning. Are we? How many videos are there going to be? Do Are the beat writers that cover spring training allowed to tweet out videos of Dodger stuff? I because I see a ton of Astro stuff. I've yeah. seen so many, like, here's Alex Bregman I would against think they're on the, Josh the sidelines watching everything, okay. especially if this is going to happen. I mean, it's a big day. But I don't know. Some teams might be like, no videos. You know, you, Who you tweeted out stuff. the uh, home run? Dodgers? I don't actually, Yeah, it was yeah, their Dodgers I account. So. The, uh, so, speaking of Otani and how we've been talking about these terrible uniforms. Oh, have you seen the pants? Yes. Is that where you're going? Yes. Ed, have you seen the pants? Somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted out that the pants are see-through. They're see-through. And in the picture with Otani and um, uh, what's his name, Yamamoto, Yeah, they're standing back-to-back, and you can see Otani's jersey inside of his pants. <laughs> it's, the pants are completely see, see-through. Tucked in, you can see the jersey, how far it goes in. And oh. the worst one, have you seen the picture of Cal Raleigh? No. Of the um, Mariners, Mariners, you can see you can see the buttons and the striping through his pants of the jersey that's tucked in. The pants are so thin you can see exactly where okay, the jersey. They is. have to change. It's I'm, unbelievable. I'm waiting for somebody to, to slide to dive into second base and just completely tear their yes. pants apart, and yes. and the whole league erupts. Ugh. It, the pants are like the thinnest, cheapest material possible. And these guys aren't demanding a change after putting these things on? I mean, a lot of them are complaining. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of complaints. Who was it? Carlos Estevez of the uh, Angels. He's the one that gave the quote about feeling like I'm wearing somebody else's pants right. and stuff like that. And I don't know who it was, but there was a player. I saw their jersey yesterday. He's got a hyphenated last I name. I saw that. Did you and see it, that? It, it went all the way around the jersey. Yeah. Whoever that was. It, it now, almost fair, was a complete circle around the, the number that guy's last name is like 30 characters that would have happened regardless of it wouldn't jerseys. have been that bad like though. do you guys remember jared saltalamachia yes that guy's last name was a basically a circle around his number and he played a decade ago so the long names i'll, I'll give him a break on that one but yeah it's you the, the pants are basically see-through did you see the otani picture no there it is you can see where his jersey ends through his pants oh my goodness yeah and i'm telling you the cal raleigh one's worse because the dodgers don't have um piping down the center right but the right. cal raleigh one you can see the stripe the teal stripe 
through right his down pants. The, right down the middle? Yeah, through his pants of what's tucked in with his jersey. And one of the uh, one of the Nationals outlets tweeted out, um, I think it was Tuesday, that the Dick Sporting Goods in their area, I'm not sure if they're in Virginia or Maryland, but one of the Dick Sporting Goods in their area took off the shelves the 2024 jerseys and put back out the 23 jerseys to sell. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I walked into a store and based on what they're saying this material is like, I wouldn't buy it. I'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, for what, $200 authentic jersey, $300 jersey? Absolutely not. Oh, great. Fanatics is phenomenal. Can't get enough of this. It's a phenomenal story there. So, yeah, see-through pants coming to Major League Baseball this year. Uh, and apparently they're that thin. Yep. Guys slide head first. Guys slide all the time. This is not going to be good. No. It's going to rip on the first dive. Yeah. Yeah. You go in feet first to second base. These this could pants be, are this definitely could be, ripping. Uh, TV uh, parental controls. Parental controls. No, the jerseys are long enough. It'll cover everything. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Not looking forward to that, Ed? I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. It's going to happen. Oh. This is so crazy. I can't believe they can't just absolutely like maybe boycott and just demand that this change. They can't boycott, bring pants back from yes, last bring year. Bring pants back from last year. Do they year. get to keep their stuff? I know in the NFL you have to like buy your stuff. What do you mean? I've seen uh God, who was it? It was a offensive lineman for the Bengals. He you buy your gear, your jerseys and helmets from the year before. Wait, so every time they do a jersey swap, they have to buy a new jersey? I don't know. I would I don't know if they have to do that, but at the end of the year, there's a there's an offensive lineman for the Bengals. I'll go find it, figure out who it was exactly. He comes home and is talking to his wife about all the stuff he bought. He's like, Yeah, I bought this helmet and this helmet and I bought these three so jerseys. So he can Keep them for yeah, keepsake keep or them like memories or whatever, stuff frame like and stuff like but that. Yeah. He's like, I came home. This is what I bought from this year. I would have just taken it. <laughs> we did that in high school. I was going to say, <laughs> unless the equipment guy goes around and he has like a little chart, like, Jimmy, where's your second jersey? Where's your visiting jersey? I've got, I haven't got it knocked down yet. I, I know like when I played football in high school, there were like 10 guys our senior year. They either took helmets or jerseys home. Never returned them. They actually, the school threatened to not let us graduate unless we returned our stuff. Uh, and? A bunch of thieves. We didn't return it. We still graduated. Oh, that is a fake threat. It, was. it wasn't real. They just wanted to see who took it. Oh, that was good. It, none of us did anything. Good. But yeah, you got it. So, end of the year, you're not going to be buying these jerseys back. These no. Crappy jerseys. Or the pants. Man, can you imagine doing a jersey swap after a game? Be like, what the hell? I don't want this. I can't frame this. This sucks. How far into the week or into the season before letters and numbers start falling off? Do we get to the All Star break? Well, they're wearing the jerseys in spring training. Yeah, the so spring the spring training jerseys are the same jerseys that they'll wear during the season. So, so we we'll got, probably we got have an answer today. before opening day. We got games today. The Padres and Dodgers play a spring training game today. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping. First, who's playing? Some bum for the Dodgers. Some AAA guy slides into second today, and yeah. just Dodgers is just gone. Oh God. <laughs> it's just off the front of the jersey. And you're like, oh, who's he play for? We don't know. It's Great Britain. Coming up next, J.R. Starkus is here. This has been Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Southern Glazer Wine Spirits and Beer of Nevada. Here he is. He's our extreme mixologist. He's popping his head up and down. He actually he showed up today. 
like I it. show up every week. You, you know, I just you, can't always be in studio. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're in studio. And today. I've listened to the show enough to know that not everybody shows That's up a good point. <laughs> that every week. That is a good point. That is a good point. You're right. I need to ask you something from last week because mm-hmm. you you mentioned something and we oh, didn't have yeah, enough time to get to this. You said something about monks mm-hmm. not making enough yellow chartreuse. Or green, but yes. And I have avoided looking up in any information on this because I just want to hear from you. What the hell are you talking about? So chartreuse is made by monks. and Exclusively. They, yes. Nobody else makes correct. it. Correct. There are uh, three monks that hold the recipe and they, um, it is a secret <laughs> recipe. Are you serious right now? 100%. 100%. Where and are these monks? Where do they France. live? France. France. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and they don't share the recipe with anybody. They cannot travel together, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Wait, they don't. They think they might all get assassinated and then they, nobody would know the recipe? Correct. Correct. <laughs> it is, it is, I'm not joking. This is very <laughs> serious. And the recipes for chartreuse, both yellow and green, are a secret. The botanicals um, are the same, but in different um, quantities per. And the, the you know they're they're chartreusean monks, so they're their uh, their their main job is not to make chartreuse; it's to pray and to be monks. So <laughs> I was say, part, what did you do with all the money? Um, I mean, they do have a business to run, but I'm sure it goes to something in the monasteries or whatever. Okay, but, they got to pay rent, Ed. Um, <laughs> Or for whatever, but the the point is is that you know they have they've you know chartreuse has become it's always been a popular thing, but for for, for whatever reasons become more popular over the years, especially in the bartending community. And there are several cocktails, um, like the Last Word, for instance, is one of them that uses green chartreuse. And these cocktails are been popping up on more and more like classic cocktail menus, thus making chartreuse a higher demand and for it get to the point where like you know all the distributors like southern glaciers around the country were like hey we need to order more and the monks were like yeah this is what we make guys like (laughs) we're not making more like essentially you know probably in french this is what we make we're not making more so deal with it and so now it's you know where you used to have an unlimited run on what you're getting because it wasn't as popular now you know if you're a customer in the city you're you're lucky to get a couple bottles a month I, it's it pains me as somebody whose business is selling to go you know and, and part of the reasons I I'm I have the job that I do and and that I, I think I do well at, at it is because when I speak with new accounts that have like a consulting bartender or a, a somebody in the industry I speak the same language as them and it pains me to tell them don't use this in a cocktail don't right. use it because the you will because you the will not be able to make that drink. Do not use it. So anytime I have to tell somebody don't buy something or don't use it to, to, in volume, it, it hurts. But um, it's the truth. Like it, it would you'd be silly. Like I tell people, take your chartreuse, stockpile as much as you can get. Um, and it's how like many bottles do you get? Gold. Me personally, the company. Oh, it depends. It depends. I mean, but there's never a lot in stock. I have I think a half a bottle of green and yellow at home, but like that's it. Okay. Wow. It can't be reverse engineered. Like somebody couldn't, from what it tastes like, be like, this is what I think is in it and figure mm, it out. No. No? No. That's too difficult? No. Hundreds of botanicals in there. R- hundreds? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. What are these monks doing? Secret recipes, baby. So they have to have it written down somewhere in case yeah. they all, yeah. you know, yeah. eventually they're all going to leave. Yeah, and I think, I, I believe, I believe it, and I don't know exactly how it works, but at some point it's handed down. 
Right. Um, but it's it's not shared. It's very secret. How many monks are working on this? I know three know the recipe, but how many I, I monks are making, that I don't, that making I, the chartreuse? That I don't have an answer to. I, I bet you I could find out, but I, I don't know <laughs> the answer to that. Uh, probably not a lot, but I, I know that like there are, you know, it's like you have the botanicals lined up, and it's like, you know, you add this much of this, this mon- this many bags of that. Hundreds, hundreds of botanicals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No wonder it takes so long to make. <laughs> Yeah, they can't make any I mean, more. They can't they, make they, any they more. Hundred different ingredients. Wait for these damn flowers to grow. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any chamomile? Nope. Ah, screwed. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, as our resident Red Sox fan, uh, did you see Rafael Devers? Basically, said what you've been saying for the last couple of years. Did you see his quote? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, he said that they that ownership needs to do more. Or he said management, but management and ownership needs to do more and that everybody knows what they need yeah, and that they just need to do it, which was him basically saying, spend some money. Which is weird because like they've always spent money, but recently they've gone in like a shell yeah. and haven't done anything. Um, So, I mean, they've made like no moves. I, I would love to see him try to grab Blake Snell. That would be nice because he's still out there. Well, nobody that, wants to yeah. grab Blake Snell apparently. I, which is weird yeah, to me. what's going on there? <laughs> I we wish were I knew. about that this morning, and, and Bellinger. So yeah. which one of Bellinger? But he had a hell of a year last yeah. year. And I, these guys I, can't sign anywhere. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure after a Cy Young a season, his his uh, his agent might be. I, I have no idea what these the asking price is, but I'm sure it's not cheap, um, and rightfully so. But at the same point, you probably have people balking at it a little bit. That you know, um, because I think if you know, as great of a pitcher as he is, I think the one thing the knock against Blake is he throws a lot of pitches. Oh yeah. You know, okay. you're going to get Walks the best five innings of, right. of a right. starting so, pitcher. So, so if you, but so if you, you know, if you need a guy to go deep, he may not be the guy you look to first. Now, could he do it? Sure, but it's not his forte. You know, but you know, but he's going to work a he's going to work a hitter. He's going to get the outs. He's going to keep the ERA down, but he's going to throw 100 pitches in five innings. Yep. You know, and he's done. So then you're looking at it as a you're like, all right, well then who do we have as a middle relief? What does our bullpen look like? Because every fifth day. We're gonna have to dive in, so it just adds another, another layer. And so I, th- you probably have teams that are weighing like, okay, you know, you probably have a, you know, somebody in the going, okay, that's twenty five starts, that's you know, so many innings, that's how much per inning, <laughs> you know, or whatever, how many dollars per pitch, like you know, they're trying to stretch that as far as they can. But uh, if it equates to wins, then you know, you gotta, you have to look at something else. But if you don't have the bullpen to back up. A five inning, it doesn't matter if he if he goes out and throws five shutout innings, no hit ball, and that's it, he's done. And then your bullpen gives up seven, like you're screwed. So, what are you making for us today? Danny's got... very excited about today. Yeah, is there any is there any monk ingredients in your no. drink today? No, I wouldn't do that to you because you can't find the damn stuff. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I I've done a lot of coffee drinks before, and I've used espresso. I've done you know espresso martinis and whatnot, but uh, coffee is undoubtedly one of the most popular flavors in cocktails today. It's it's like the espresso martini is unbelievably popular in, in, in beverages and in cocktails and in bars. Um, coffee is a, fo- a popular flavor. So I wanted to do something um, using cold brew because, you know, not everybody has an espresso machine at home, and I recognize that. No, neither do I, really, but I have one at the office, so it's easy for me to get it. Um, and the idea is to be able to make stuff at home. So... I did a drink this week with cold brew coffee, and you can make cold brew for yourself at home if you want, or you can just go buy your favorite 
brand at the store. So make life easy for yourself. Um, and I wanted to also introduce a new whiskey that's out on the market. Uh, it's called Traveler. Traveler is a collaboration between the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Buffalo Trace is one of the most awarded, if not the most awarded distillery in, in the whiskey-making world. Um, and this is a collaboration between Buffalo Trace and if you're a country music fan. Chris, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Oh, he's the best. I love Chris Stapleton. My wife, my <laughs> wife and I go best. back and forth, but I love Chris Stapleton. I think he's amazing. His voice is tremendous. And... Um, when I saw this whiskey, I was like, oh, sweet, you know. But, of course, I approach uh, uh, cautiously because it's celebrity thing. But it's not a celebrity brand that's like, hey, I made this brand. It's just a collaboration between the two and Buffalo Trace being who they are. There's a lot of ground to stand on. And I know that that company isn't one that will um, – put something out just because they like because they, they're tied to Chris Stapleton well they're they're gonna put something if they're gonna put something out it's gonna be quality because they have a reputation that of, of what that is right so this is a um, it's not considered a bourbon because it uh, you know it's a it's a it's an American whiskey if you will um, and it and the reason for that is it could be many things but probably most so is that it doesn't follow the exact laws that it requires for bourbon so this is a it's called traveler whiskey it's 90 proof though um and and frankly if you tasted it you would you probably think it was a bourbon so forget that just you know bourbon has all these weird laws that require you to 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 use the word bourbon they don't follow those so they can't call it that so it is what it is but the whiskey is still very good it doesn't make it any less quality however it is inexpensive which is nice it's probably between 30 and 40 bucks in the grocery store or the store where you find it right um, so the whiskey is, is very nice. The package is great. And if you're a country music fan, by all means, um, the drink is very simple to make and you're basically going to, you don't even need to shake anything. So in a, like a mixing glass, okay, you're going to use a couple dashes of, I used, uh, Angostura chocolate or cocoa bitters. Okay. Um, again, bitters is a bartender's like salt and pepper. doesn't add volume, just kind of adds to the overall flavor profile of the drink. So just a couple dashes of the cocoa bitters. Then I took one ounce of Traveler whiskey and one ounce of Mr. Black coffee liqueur. Okay. I added four ounces of cold brew and I just stirred it all together. No ice, no nothing, just to combine. Oh, excuse me. And I added about a bar spoon to a quarter ounce of agave nectar just to give it a little extra body and sweetness. And I stirred all those things together. Okay, no ice, just to combine. Then I pour those ingredients over fresh ice in a Collins glass. I fill the Collins glass with ice almost to the top, but not quite because I have to leave room for my garnish. When I fill the drink, um, I, I, I'm again filling and I'm leaving, call it an inch, inch and a half room at the top of the glass. Now my garnish is a hand whipped cream. You'd love this, Ed. Okay. I saw that. I saw that on the uh, picture. So, so I did... Almond sea salt hand whipped cream. Okay. It's very good and it's super easy to make. Um, basically, you're going to take two parts of heavy whipping cream and one part of an almond syrup. I used a liquid alchemist or jot. So call it two ounces of heavy whipping cream, one ounce of liquid alchemist or jot, and sea salt to taste. Shake it or whisk it, or you can even use like your uh, protein shaker with the little, the little metal right. whisk inside right. and shake it for no, with no ice or anything for call it. 20 seconds hard and it will stiffen up to sit on top of the drink so you make the drink pour it over ice like i just described then take your hand whipped cream pour it right on top of the drink and it'll sit nicely on top like that 
I garnished it with just three um, little, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, coffee beans. <laughs> looked like there was some chocolate on the top. What You could do chocolate, but I did coffee beans. But you could shave some chocolate. You could do chocolate cinnamon, whatever you want. Have some fun with it. But that whipped cream, when I made it, before I gave my wife the drink, as I always do now, <laughs> Um, I let her taste the, the whipped cream, and she's like, oh, wow, that's good. And I was like, yeah, I, I know it's good. <laughs> like, it was good. I impressed myself. But it's super easy to make, right? Um, and you could make a bunch of it in bulk if you wanted to and just let it sit in the fridge and use it for – shoot, you could use it for your, your regular coffee if right. you want in the morning too. Um, so you just top the drink off with whipped cream, garnish it, voila, it's done. That's a easy to drink um, alcoholic beverage for the – the studio, if you wanted, I guess. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll be texting you later today for the ingredients, so yes. that I can go to the store this afternoon. Mm-hmm. See, super. Because I'll be making this this weekend. You were agreeing with our take on Chris Stapleton. Oh yeah, I like him. He's great. He's great. I I think his voice is fantastic. He's incredible. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's he's actually going to be at uh, um, Allegiant Stadium at the end of the year. He's playing Allegiant. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, there's, it's like him. George Strait and uh, like Florida Georgia Line or something are all playing together uh, at Allegiant. I, I like, wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be giving tickets away for that one. Well, you holler at your boy, okay? Hey, you got to be you <laughs> got to be the right <laughs> caller. Uh, caller number uh, nine. You're, you're too consistent a part of the show. You're not eligible to win. <laughs> you're not eligible. Yeah, to win. I don't all think right. that's a rule. I don't know. Sometimes it is, so I might have to quit for six months or something. But <laughs> we do have tickets to give away. He's Jr. Stark at Southern Glaciers Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Thanks, Jr. Uh, we got tickets to give away to go watch some college baseball. The Las Vegas College Baseball Classic, Oklahoma, Cal, Ohio State, Pitt are all coming to play at the Las Vegas Ballpark March 1st through the 3rd. We got two tickets to give away. 702-364-1100 is the phone number if you want to go watch some college baseball in March. 702-364-1100. Caller number 5 at 702-364-1100. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ed Graney and at Bischoff underscore Tyler. You can win $2,024. It's our jackpot contest where we're trying to give away money every single day. And all you have to do to enter is text us. 702-364-1100 is the text line. Just text in the code word. Today's code word is Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Text Martin to 702-364-1100 and you will be entered to win $2,024. Make sure you do that before 5 p.m. today. There'll be a new code word tomorrow, new chance to enter tomorrow as well. J.R. Starkus is still here. Um, did you hear the coffee fiasco with Danny yesterday? I did not. Oh. oh See, man. this is good because you made a coffee drink. I thought that might have been I, part of it. I thought you made that because of yesterday. So every day Danny has a large coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, yes. iced coffee. Which I checked on the way in today just to make sure. Yeah, so he always has that. Um yesterday or here's what he does he comes in at like six o'clock and he puts his iced coffee in the fridge and then when he comes actually to do the show he gets his iced coffee Mm -hmm. so yesterday he comes in to do the show he doesn't have his coffee and he's not very happy. And he's like, the, the frown on his face yeah. is just ridiculous. <laughs> and he had gone and interrogated people. There's not very many people here at 6.30 in the morning. He had gone and interrogated to see if somebody had like taken his coffee. Yes, and I did detective work. So we started the show, no idea where his coffee was. After our first, uh, during our first commercial break, he walks back into the break room and sees it in the trash. And Steph, who's on mm-hmm. the rock station next door, mm-hmm. she had decided she was going to clean out the fridge. And took his full iced coffee and threw it in the trash. Dumped it. It was full, too. <laughs> Completely full. 
He hadn't he hadn't done anything to it. Oh boy. Yeah. That's yeah, I was uh, I was uh, I was upset, but we've talked. We she talked. got my order. She said she will be bringing me a new coffee today. So well, there's already a coffee here. So are you having a second one? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he, we he also said he could discussion. have like three or four. He oh yeah, that, that's probably number two of possibly three today because I work my other job tonight. So what's in your coffee? Um, that was a iced cold brew with uh flavor, vanilla flavor and cream. And that's a big coffee. That's like, what, a 32-ounce coffee? Uh, I think yeah. it's 24. 24-ounce 24. 24 coffee, and you'll yeah. have three of those today. Two, maybe three, or two <laughs> in an energy drink. Oh, so okay. So yeah. even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Keeps my heart going. I used to have I used to have a we used to have a guy that worked with us at Southern when we would come in our Tuesday meetings and we would have we would all meet and the Tuesday meetings would begin at nine AM and he would show up with like one of the triple like monsters, like the green triple yeah. like the whatever size that is, twenty four ounce, and a pizza from a, a personal pizza from the gas station. And it would be like nine AM. I'm like Bro, like, what are we doing? And he's like, he's like, this is how I survive. And I'm like, I don't know how long you're gonna survive. <laughs> survive might be a, a rough this word. Is I survive and also take 20 years off my life <laughs> yes. while I'm surviving. I'm like working a vegetable. You know? It's like, um, I mean, but so you're on that same track, buddy. Except without the personal pizza. Yeah, well, you don't need it anymore. You've had uh, 7,000 calories from cream hey, and sugar. That's I, this is actually less coffee than I used to drink. Oh, you're cutting back. Yeah. That's good. Danny also doesn't eat until like dinner. Is that a is that because you're not hungry? Is that because the the caffeine curbs your appetite, or are you like some sort of um, you know what do they call it that fasting? The uh, fasting. Uh, yeah. Um, a little bit of everything you just mentioned. <laughs> uh, like I'm right now, I'm not hungry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just go home and I don't really get hungry. Like I might grab a snack or something, but I won't eat a meal until dinner. It's not the Johnny Menzel diet. No, okay. no, I can't afford that. <laughs> I can't afford that diet. The Johnny Manzo, that was awesome, that interview. Are you on the clock in fantasy baseball, Danny? Uh, No, I think there's one person ahead of me. Danny joined a fantasy baseball league that is doing a 30-day-long draft. Yeah. Where, I don't know, it sounds like a nightmare. But uh, the people in Danny's league are apparently concerned because he can't pick when he's on the air. If you're on the clock during our show, just tell us, and we will on the air help you make yes. a pick. All right, I'll remember that for tomorrow because yeah. there's a really good chance I'll be on the clock. That's tomorrow. what I'm hoping for. I'll just yell out Astro players, and hopefully you'll. Well, I already got one of them. Yeah, Kyle Tucker, MVP of the league. It's going to happen with his tight pants. <laughs>